Welcome to the Real Journey Podcast. My name is Patricia and I'm your host. In our podcast, we speak with entrepreneurs from all across the continent, listening to their journey, their stories. We listen to their inspiration, how they've been empowered. We talk about their fears, the risks that they've taken, and the challenges that they've had to overcome. This podcast is inspirational in nature and very organic conversation. Of course, our podcast would not be successful without our amazing listeners. So if you're listening today, I'd love for you to hop onto the podcast platform you're listening on and give us a review as well as share this episode with your friends if it truly resonates with you. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Real Journey Podcast. Today, we have Kim Carson Richards as a guest here on The Real Journey Podcast. Kim is a teen mom turned entrepreneur, speak to sell expert, and the co-creator of the Profitable Impact Academy. She works with heart-centered, impact-driven entrepreneurs who love what they do, but struggle to find clients to grow a thriving business. She shows them how to sell from stage with confidence and without being pushy or salesy. In her coaching journey, she's helped thousands of entrepreneurs build their audience and close more client sales through speaking all while hosting hundreds of her own events for entrepreneurs. I'm so excited to have Kim on the podcast today. You are sure to get so many tidbits of information from her as to what has grown her success over the last four years in her entrepreneurship journey. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode with Kim. Welcome, Kim. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, thank you. I, you know what? I love that you invited me. I'm so excited. Uh, like I just mentioned a couple minutes ago when we were chatting, I'm ready to make some magic happen and just have like a really fun and exciting conversation. So thank you for having me today. Oh, it's so great to hear. Kim, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about who you are? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so, um, I am a teen mom turned CEO. I am an entrepreneur and I have two amazing kids. They were born 20 years apart. So my son, he's almost 30. He came into my life when I was 14 years old. Uh, and that in itself could probably be a five hour podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what, being a teen mom really built up a lot of really great traits that, uh, lend themselves well to being an entrepreneur. So being really committed and dedicated, after he came along, I was really focused on finishing high school and going to university. And I went and I got a diploma in sociology. And then like, what in the world do you do with that when you graduate? Mm -hmm. And so I fell into this path that I think so many of us, you know, pursue is that idea of a really stable job and chasing after corporate and always going after the next paycheck. And, uh, you know, I was doing really well for myself. I'd worked my way up into a pretty well-paying job and I actually quite liked that job, but I always felt like there was something missing, you know, as I was getting older. And so when my son was about, uh, eight, nine years old, my husband came into my life. Him and I have been together for about 21 years and so he was super rad guy, uh, Regan. And then, you know, so when we, you know, kind of started building this life together, you do all those things, but buy a house and, and work your way up the corporate ladder. And I always felt a disconnect. Like I just wasn't, uh, fulfilling my purpose. It was always just this little voice in the back of my mind. And so, you know, 20 years later, my daughter comes along and she's nine now. So, and it was, so it's interesting in my Facebook memories, my memory today was actually the day I announced I was going back to work after maternity leave, because here in Canada, we get a year off. And what I remember about that day, nine years ago is how much I was dreading that moment, like dreading Mm -hmm. that moment of like having that year of with her and 
having control of my time and my schedule <laughs> that I didn't have to deal with bosses and how devastating it was the next waking up the next morning, having to leave her at daycare and actually crying the whole time I drove to work, you know, it was, it was a short drive, but, and, and that how hard that transition transition back was back into the workplace. And yet it still took me years. Like it was another, you know, I think six years before I made the decision that I, I wasn't where I was supposed to be. That little voice in the back of my head just got so loud that I had to listen. And so, you know, I did this really crazy thing. I gave my notice, which was the most, it really was. It was so crazy because my whole life being a teen mom, I had chased stability or this idea or ideal that we have stability. So it was the most unstable thing I probably had ever done outside of, you know, just becoming a teen mom. And, and I, my, my husband was like, I just want you to be happy. And so that's what I did is I really, I made the decision to pursue my happiness. So I left and all my coworkers told me I was crazy. You know, you're leaving your job during a recession. What are you thinking? You'll be back. I give you like less than a year and all of these things. And, and, you know, my, my father-in-law thought I was crazy and, I'm sure probably a lot of people did, but they just like didn't voice it out loud to me because I'm kind of that, like I set hard boundaries of like, <laughs> I accept yeah. feedback or I don't. So, and I started my first business. I started off as a certified life coach and I was doing mindset coaching and, and it was, you know, in hindsight, it was the best decision I ever made, you know, especially now being a mom, my daughter's nine and you know, were in this kind of crazy time of COVID where they're in a school and they're out of school and and the transition has been, you know, fairly simple for us in, in that regard. And I'm so thankful, you know, and I just have so much, so much perspective now that I'm here every day when she gets home, I'm here every morning when she goes to school, I don't have to drop her off at daycare. If she has days off. It's okay. If I'm surprised, right. Yeah. I don't have to worry about only having three personal days, uh, you know, off of work. And I, I get to do what I want when I want in the middle of the day and be available to my family in the evening. And, it's honestly, I just feel for those of us that are just a little bit crazy and pursue this, you know, dream of being a successful entrepreneur, that the payoff is worth every single struggle, like all of it. Cause it really is. It's a triggering, it's a triggering decision and it's a triggering place to be because you're constantly running up against your own self-doubt and, you know, your commitment and your dedication have to be in place in order to really continue that journey. So I am four years into my journey of entrepreneurship. Uh, my business partner and I, uh, Kat, my business partner, we have a company called Profitable Impact Academy. And I just, I love it. I love what I do. I'm living my purpose every day. I never have like the Sunday feels where you're like, oh, I really don't want to go to work tomorrow. Um, and so that's kind of me, like my whole journey in like a, a very short, you know, kind of time timeline of how I got here. That's incredible. I love that you moved from corporate into entrepreneurship and that you're just thriving in entrepreneurship. Um, you did mention something at the end there where it, you get to make your own schedule and that's one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur. What other joys do you find in being an entrepreneur? Oh my gosh. Um, I was just talking about this with my business partner today. So we were doing a really intense uh, planning session because we have a three-day business accelerator coming up. And I love that I was in my pajama bottoms, right? Yes. So it's like party on the bottom, business on top, even on Zoom, right? Uh, yep. you know, what Zoom, whether it's video on or video off. So often, you know, it, you know, we are in a very digital space as entrepreneurs now, and we have the capacity really to grow a global following. 
and you don't have to worry about how you look, right? We have, and there's so many applications and softwares now where you can be audio only, right? Like podcasts or clubhouse, uh, or, you know, if you want to do something virtual, you can still be very comfortable. So I love the comfort. I love that I'm only 10 steps away from my home office. Yep. And when I want to shut it off, I can just close the door and be done for the day. Uh, I love that I can stop and take a hot bath at one o'clock in the afternoon if I choose to, because I have something I love to, to do to me. That's like the ultimate freedom is, you know what? No one's home. My spouse is at work. My daughter's at school. I can just go. And as a mom, I get to go and have this uninterrupted time yeah. alone having a luxurious bath during the day. Right. And, and that was something it was just, it was never possible when I worked in an office, you know, or even before that, even in a cubicle, you know, working in a cubicle, that's like the absolute nightmare. You're so everyone's noises and the discussions and the person that sneezes at the same time every day. <laughs> I just, I don't have any of those things, right? I just get to be focused on what I'm passionate about. I get to help mm-hmm. other entrepreneurs because I, I do business coaching now, but I'm still, I'm in my space. And also because I'm an introverted person, I, it is glorious to me. I can go walk my dog. I can, I can be around people or I cannot be around people. There's just, it's literally the ultimate control. You're in control of so many decisions within your own time that I absolutely love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Interestingly though, I remember like for a lot of people, that's the biggest struggle actually is how Mm -hmm. do I like manage my time when I'm so used to, like I start at nine and I'm done at five. Right. Um, and I had to break that mindset. I had to break that corporate mindset of like, I work this hour to that hour and start listening to like, actually I really thrive in the mornings and I don't want to work after two o'clock because I don't think as clearly and it's harder to make decisions and, and all those kinds of things. So it definitely was a learning process to getting to be in that mindset and that space of like, I have complete control of my time. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the challenge I feel for a lot of entrepreneurs is, you know, they say you leave a nine to five just to work a 24 hour a day sort of, sort of thing, but you're doing it for a passion. So it's amazing. Yeah. Was there one thing that really inspired you to go the road of entrepreneurship and leave that corporate role and move into entrepreneurship? Like, I know that you were talking about your family and things like that, but was there one specific event that really made you just decide to take that leap? Um, it wasn't, it's interesting. It wasn't an event that inspired me. It was actually an event that applied pressure in a way that I had to really sit and think about, you know, what I wanted from my, my working life, right. Cause we have this, we have working life and we have when we're not working life. And, and so I actually was butting heads with my supervisor in the corporate space. And it forced me to evaluate so many of my own values and what things had I been ignoring. And so the interesting thing is one, it's not like I, when I was a child, I dreamt of growing up and being an entrepreneur. I think a lot of us don't because it's not presented prior to probably the current space we're in. It was never presented to us as even being an option, right? You were told you go get a job and, yep. and probably you stay there until you retire, <laughs> which we now know is just like not what happens for very many people anymore. Um, and so it wasn't as though I was like, I'm inspired to do this. It was more. I'm, I'm challenged in the space I am. And I feel a calling that I'm no longer where I'm meant to be. I can remember sitting at my desk after a conversation with my boss, where I just had this thought pop in my mind. And it was like, every time a door closes, a window opens, you're not Mm -hmm. looking for the window. 
And so I started looking for the window and I actually, um, I'm a collector of certifications and programs. (laughs) So (laughs) I came across the certified life and business coaching program that I ultimately ended up taking. And, And I was like, oh, this is intriguing. This would look great on my next resume because I always, I love being a leader. I love managing people. I thought this will be great for whatever my next job is going to be. Cause I'd made the decision. I was going to leave my corporate job, but I, I hadn't yet decided I was going to be an entrepreneur. So this is going to look so good on my resume. I'm going to take this program. But then as I started researching the industry, I was like, wow, like this is a rapidly uh, evolving industry. There's so much potential and, and it's really exciting because mm-hmm. At that point, as as I was researching, I realized I had always been a helper. I was always the person. I remember uh, when I first started in my corporate experience, I was actually doing order desk. So I was, I was flowing inventory for a multi-million dollar um, furniture and appliance company here in Canada. And I can remember doing emails with people from order desk at like Whirlpool. And I was like life coaching them. <laughs> I'm like, mm. how's that relationship with your, your boyfriend going? Oh, sorry, you got in a fight. Maybe here's something you can do. By the way, I need 20 washers and dryers released immediately, right? So uh, I realized I had already been coaching people for free for a very long time. I was always someone, you know, people in my circles would always seek me out for, for life advice. So I was like, oh my gosh, I just found the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just remember that night I was like researching, I was looking at it and I said to my husband, like, oh my gosh, like, this is really crazy, but I think I'm going to start my own business. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about even? And that really was the beginning, beginning. And I think that, and just like a lot of, um, uh, unrelenting, unrelenting and kind of crazy belief in myself, because at that point I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. There was so much I didn't know yet about entrepreneurship, but I'm so thankful for just that kind of blind belief I had in myself and my capacity to do this, that I just jumped in with both feet. So it's not necessarily the path I recommend for everyone. Sometimes you really need like a safety net when you're going to leave your job, but so far it's worked for me. So, um, and I think more than anything, what I really want people to remember is you have, each of us has so much infinite potential to achieve something that we dream of or that we didn't even realize was a dream and then, and have that realization. And so you really have to have faith in yourself to just jump in and go after that opportunity. Like, don't say no to the opportunity because of all the logical things your brain's going to tell you about why you shouldn't do it. Cause there were probably like a hundred reasons why I shouldn't have left that job. And yet I still feel it was the best decision I ever made at that time. So that's incredible. I feel like there would have had to been, and probably still is going on, a big mindset shift from when you first started in entrepreneurship to where you are today to getting to your success level. Can you take us along that mindset journey and how your mindset has shifted from, again, like when you first started to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, coming out of corporate, I very much had that mentality of, you know, there's a set structure of things I have to do. And so I had a little bit of an undoing and then, you know, and I, I see this a lot for our clients. So we work a lot with entrepreneurs who are pretty new in their business and they're just in startup mode and, and you hit, so first there's excitement, right. And then you hit this spot where you realize, oh my gosh, actually, I don't know how I'm going to get clients. (laughs) Right. So you go from this like moment of elation. If you imagine like a roller coaster and you're going up, going up, and then you hit this moment where you're like, okay, I actually don't know where I'm going to get clients or how to make that happen. And then you like, you go screaming down and barreling the other side. And when you hit the Valley that for me, 
that was when, you know, I was a few months in and I kind of started doing this thing where I went into avoidance. So I was like, uh, either sleeping a lot during the day when my husband was at work or watching Netflix and kind of not thinking about it. And the best thing I ever did for myself was I, I got a mentor. I found someone who was already successfully a few steps ahead of me so that they could, um, move me out of that space you know, of being in that kind of depth of, of despair of, I don't actually, I thought I knew what I was doing because I had so much experience. Uh, but this is actually a very different kind of beast than what I was expecting to, to be dealing with. And so then, you know, from that, as I was working with the mentor and I started to acquire the skills that I needed, then I started to realize, okay, there's actually some other things I need to address. If I want to be successful one, I need to feel worthy of telling people how I can help them. Because I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially for those of us that offer a service like coaching or life coaching, mindset coaching, whatever, you know, business coaching, um, we do take it a little bit personally when we're and very much make it about ourselves. And so that was a huge part of the work I had to do and, and still do every day is that what I have to offer the world is an irresistible offer for, you know, really the opportunity of a lifetime for the people that choose to work with me. And you have to create that belief every single day. And then layering in building the habits of commitment and dedication and perseverance, because mm-hmm. if you don't have those three things, that's where you see like so many people give up in the first, you know, kind of two or three years because they haven't laid down that habit and they haven't laid down the habit of what do you do when you don't feel motivated? Cause I'll tell you what, there's going to be lots of days you don't feel motivated. Mm-hmm. You have to continually like revisit your why, why are you doing this? What is your vision? Right. Uh, I have a, my, my business partner and I, we have a vision. We love helping, you know, entrepreneurs use speaking to get clients. And so we have this really big vision of working with a hundred thousand people and showing them how they can use speaking to grow their business faster. Right. So uh, we want to create a hundred thousand impact makers. Why? Cause they create ripples of impact within their community. It starts with one person. And so that was a huge shift because especially in corporate, we have very much of an I mentality, right? I'm going after a race for myself. Often we have, um, you know, non-disclosure agreements where you're not allowed to talk to the people around you, what you're making. It's very, I, I'm, I'm pursuing the next raise. I'm pursuing the next thing. And then all of a sudden, when you come into this space where you're not receiving a paycheck, you're asking someone to buy your services. You have to create that shift within yourself of, you know, I am worthy of this. My expertise is, you know, wide. I do help people. Um, and this is how I can help you. And you have to kind of like fall in love with sales a little bit, right? You have to acquire that, that skill where you become so comfortable. And so, I mean, the mind, I have to say the mindset work never, never stops because Mm -hmm. even when things are going really well, you still have that little, that itty bitty little voice in the background that'll always be like, well, it could just collapse at any moment or you're, you know, you're telling people you're successful, but you're not. Cause you know, the truth, right. Even though <laughs> like, you have so much proof of it, like, oh, you're not successful or, you know, uh, imposter syndrome is like, who do you think you are? There's someone else yeah. teaching the same thing you're teaching and, and they probably do a better. So all those little itty bitty thoughts, you have to put the work in every day. And sometimes from hour to hour, right. To continue moving forward and continue having the commitment and the dedication so that you don't just throw your hands in the air and, and give up and say, okay, I'm just shutting it down. I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. 
Amazing. I love that so much. And you kind of touched on a little little bit. Um, What really drives you every day to reach for more and keep going and moving forward when you have those days where you really don't want to do anything as an entrepreneur? Like what is that driving force for you? Sure. So I actually, so one thing I do is I have a tool. I actually, I have a bullet journal. uh, And when I quickly realized I wasn't going to be very good at bullet journaling, I turned it into what I call an impact book. So whenever I get a a testimonial or a comment from a a client or someone important in my life, you know, like a nice note on a, a card, I actually put them all in this book so that I can go back and look at it when I am having those Debbie Downer days, when I am feeling like everything sucks (laughs) because that does happen. Right. So going back and having actual proof of the impact I'm making for my clients or, you know, celebrations of when people are saying they're, they're able to leave their full-time job because they're generating enough money in their business, or, uh, you know, that they just had their first 10 figure month or that they just paid for a vacation for them and their spouse, or they love the fact that they're home with their kids and they get to walk them to and from school. All of those celebrations that my clients have become my celebrations because it was through the, that me mentoring them and sharing my knowledge of the shortest path to success of the things that worked that really show me I'm making an impact that I'm creating those ripples. And so sometimes I have to revisit that to like get out of my Debbie downer day. Sometimes it's just revisiting the mission. And sometimes it's just, you know, the fact that I've built up the stamina, I've built up the habit of, I show up no matter what Mm -hmm. I still show up and do the work. Even if I am having a day where that stuff is going on. Uh, or sometimes I realize, you know what, I've reached max capacity on this. And today I need to take a down day and I'm actually going to like look after and nourish my mind, body, and soul. However, Mm -hmm. that may be like, I love going for massages or going to the chiropractor or sometimes just going for a walk with my dog, right? Those little pockets of things I can do to shift the energy, to move out of that space where I am having that kind of really down kind of negative day where Sometimes you just feel like nothing's working, even though you have proof that a hundred things are working. Your brain is telling you nothing's working. (laughs) I love that idea. And that concept of putting those, those things that people say to you in a book, like that is just incredible. I'm going to have to start doing that because I think that's just so magical. It'll just remind you, like, like you said, it reminds you of the impact that you're making, but it's such an easy thing to do and such an easy thing to refer back to. So I love that you do that. And I'm totally going to start doing that. (laughs) I love it. I trust you're enjoying this week's episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. So I wanted to let you know really quick that the Autumn Cohort is now open for enrollment for our group cohort program. This begins on October 6th and runs from 1 until 2 p.m. every Wednesday with another group of awesome entrepreneurs. So if you're interested in joining our group cohort program, you can head to psacompany.ca and sign up for that through our application form. In addition, we do have a couple of uh, spots available for our one-to-one coaching. And if you're interested in that, head to our website as well and fill out the application form and I will be in touch with you. Back to this week's episode. So how do you manage it all? So what's your time management look like in terms of being an entrepreneur? Like you obviously have like your schedules that you have put out. What does it look like for you and how you, how do you stay stay consistent in your time management? Sure. Well, you know, it's always a unique conversation because I think, you know, 
as women, especially we're kind of sold this idea by marketing uh, from products that are supposed to make life simpler and easier that we have to have some kind of balance. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If I'm being a really great entrepreneur in that moment, I'm probably not being a really great mom. And if I'm being a really great mom, I'm not being a really great entrepreneur. So having, you know, the awareness that when I am in one of those, wearing one of those hats that I have to be like 100% in that moment, as much as as I possibly can be. Right. And also setting really strong boundaries. So I remember back when I started my first business where I was just doing mindset coaching and I didn't really understand who I wanted to work with yet. I was coaching people at night. I was coaching them early in the morning. I was driving around and doing in-person coaching. I was coaching kids. I was coaching women. I was coaching men. Right. And I was doing all different kinds of coaching. And, you know, the one benefit of that is it gave me a lot of clarity in what I didn't want. And so I think for a lot of people, if you spend some time thinking about what are your actual non-negotiables, what do you not want from your business? What do you not want from your clients? What do you not want from, you know, your, your family experience? It gives you a lot of clarity in what you do want because our brain loves comparison. And so, you know, my business partner and I, some of the things we've done is we're really moving away from doing events on weekends so that I get to dedicate my weekend time to my family. Right. So Mm -hmm. she's not married. She does have a dog. She has a fur baby. Right. So she Mm -hmm. loves, and she loves traveling and kayaking and getting outdoors. I'm a homebody. I love being at home with my family and doing puzzles and walking my dog. And so making sure that I'm not giving up that important time that I love spending with my family now, because I'm a grandma as well. My grandson's three months old. So that I have that time when I want it. And it doesn't mean that I'm never uh, hustling for business. You know, right now we just ran a three-day virtual summit. So we spent a lot of time focused on that, but I communicate with my husband. It's like, okay, I'm going to be working extra time for the next few weeks. And we're just getting ready to launch a three-day business accelerator um, in the next month. And so he knows that this next stretch of time, we're going to be pretty busy. So uh, that I won't be able to pick up some of the slack and we're, we're building in routines so that the house stays clean or I'm thinking of like bringing in a cleaner and, you know, and even when, if you are a solopreneur and you're looking at getting to the place where I, I have now too many tasks, it's like starting to assess what can I start, start to offboard to a virtual assistant, for example, surprisingly, I think, and I had this misconception, it was that it would be really expensive, but you have to look at it from a, like a return on investment analysis. If you were spending one hour, like how much does a person pay for one of your packages of whatever service you sell? If you were to break your time down by an hour at how much time are you losing by creating your own graphics in Canva versus just paying someone else who can do it in like a fraction of the time you reclaim that time, you can put it back into revenue generating activities. So, but definitely, you know, when it comes to differentiate, like differentiating between the two is like, I have a pretty hard stop time every day. Usually when we're not in launch mode, it would be about three o'clock, two 33 o'clock. Uh, if I'm need some extra hours, I'm still done at five, right? I, I don't want to work more than I did when I was in my corporate job. And that's something that's really important to me. And, and setting boundary, like clear boundaries with our clients so that they know they get, don't get to message us at midnight, in, yeah. you know, Facebook messenger, telegram or whatever, uh, and, and creating the parameters. So they understand uh, what's available to them in the different programs. And I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs miss is there, there, I just, I want the client so bad that I give away all my flexibility and all my power over to them. So yeah, definitely having, having the boundaries, having the clarity of what you do and don't want in, in terms of what are your non-negotiables, uh, good communication. If you have a significant other, and also with your kids, my daughter really understands that 
if I'm in my office working and the door is closed, she should like, don't come in. (laughs) (laughs) But if the door is open, you're like, you can come on in and we can chat. And, you know, and I, and that's something else I love when I am working during the day and she gets home from school, she can just come in and chat with me and tell me about her day. And I can take a break from whatever I'm working on and and be attentive and listen to her. But then she knows if I have more work to do, then we're going to chat some more when that's done. Right. So I think a lot of people leave their kids out of it and they don't really show them, but this, being an entrepreneur is such a perfect example uh, of what is possible for our kids. What do you think has been your biggest challenge since you became an entrepreneur? Oh gosh. Uh, I think probably it is just the mental game, right? Yeah. Dealing with your own self-doubt, your own fear, whether that's conscious or subconscious, <laughs> Right. Uh, but also on the other side of that, it's also shown me that I'm capable of so much more than I even thought was possible, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I think for a lot of, one of our clients actually in our, in our impact makers mastermind, she once said, this is like, um, her name's Kayla. So I'm going to quote her. She said, being an entrepreneur is the most triggering thing she's ever done. And I think that's the, the scenario for a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners is because for the first time in your life, when you start a business, like this is literally for the first time in your life, you don't have anyone telling you what to do, right? When we're kids, we have our parents guiding us and telling us what the rules are. And when you start school, you have teachers guiding you and telling you what the rules are, including what you're doing from hour to hour. And then for most of us, we leave school and we maybe go to college or university and you have a timetable of where you're supposed to be and when, and then you go out and you get a job and you have a boss telling you exactly what you're doing and exactly what your timelines are and where you should be and when, and then, and then one day you make this like magical decision to start your own job or business. And suddenly for the first time in your life, there's no one there telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. And that can create a complete freak out for your, your brain and your mind and even your entire, really your entire body and soul, because it can be really triggering. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why I so highly recommend to people that they get a mentor. And even I'm four years in and I still work with a mentor. I actually have a couple of them for different areas, right? I have someone for business strategy and launch strategies. I have someone for mindset, um, you know, and so, uh, it's, it's, it's never ending, but it, it is, it's so triggering because you're con it's like the most personal development you will probably ever do in your life is if you make the decision to start your own business. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree on that quote. <laughs> what, and what's been your biggest accomplishment? Oh my gosh. Uh, that it's hard to narrow it down to one. Uh, you know, uh, my business partner and I, we did a three-day business accelerator that became a six-figure event for us. Wow. That was thrilling, right? Something that kind of that dream, I think that a lot of people have to do six figures in a year. We did it in three days and we've replicated it many times over. That's thrilling. Uh, thrilling is seeing our clients create results for themselves so that they can quit their jobs or they, you know, they get to make impact by doing presentations and sharing their, their expertise, but also their own story, right? That's something we're really passionate about is sharing your story because our stories truly are impactful. So that's thrilling for me when we actually had a couple of our, uh, mastermind members speaking on our virtual summit and seeing them and seeing, how far ahead they were than some of the other speakers that we had on our, on our summit and, and just how they just like knocked out of the park that that's thrilling. And, 
you know, on a more personal level, just seeing my family thrive. Like I said, so my son and daughter-in-law had a baby three months ago. So I'm a grandma now and seeing my family unit just be in such a place of, you know, um, being really nourished and thriving. And again, going back to that whole like soul perspective and, and how different things really are for some people that are taking advantage of the fact that we have this digital capacity to reach a global market when you have an online business Mm -hmm. Um, and how that really filters down into the time I get to spend with my family, the relationships I get to build. I mean, I could just go, I love celebrating. (laughs) Amazing. I love, I I feel like an entrepreneurship, like you need to, you need to find things to celebrate and celebrate them, not just like put them under the rug and just move on. Like you really need to celebrate. That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's interesting because our brain, we are wired for negativity bias. Yeah. And then I see this all the time in our mastermind and even in our team meetings, we always start calls with celebrations and everyone knows it's coming. We do it on every call. And yet still so many people are like, um, uh, I have to really think about it. But if I said, tell me five things that are wrong in your life right now, people will be like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Right. So it is, it's a, it's a muscle you have to build. It's a habit you have to build. But I think, you know, for entrepreneurs, it's really important because we tend to be very future paced. So I have a goal, I'm going after the goal and I Mm -hmm. achieve the goal and I'm on to the next goal. And so if you're not taking time to really celebrate the things you are accomplishing, even if you're not getting the financial results you would like, Cause you're always going to want more than what you're achieving, uh, that you are really like settling into that feeling of celebration because you know, the most successful people, one of the things that they do uh, a lot is that they practice the feeling of what it's like when you're already achieving the goal. Right. Yep. So I love to, uh, inside joke, my business partner, Kat and I have is that I'm million dollar Kim. And so she always like, you know, if I'm having kind of a, a a Debbie Downer day or a limiting belief that is kind of running up, she'll say, well, what would million dollar Kim do? Mm. And that just shifts the focus into, okay, if I'm making this decision from a place of abundance, instead of a place of fear or lack or worry or my negativity bias. uh, Okay. Yeah, you're right. What decision would I make instead? So that's, that's actually a really good reframe is if this is already happening, Mm -hmm. you know, how would I feel? What would I be thinking? well, how would I be celebrating instead of like, okay, I, it happened onto the next goal. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely reframes that subconscious mind. And, and, uh, that is like one of the main components of manifestation is feeling, feeling what it's like to already have it, even if yeah. it's not physical absolutely. form at this point. So it's yeah. amazing. Well, and then when you take action from that space, it shows, it comes mm-hmm. across your clients, see it, you know, people, around you in your circle, see it. It's just such a different energy than taking action from a place of like worry or fear or self-doubt or negativity. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I love quotes. What is one of the quotes that has had the most impact on you in your journey? Sure. Uh, it's actually one that came out of my brain (laughs) in a moment of fear and it's, uh, my fear and excitement are the same. Hmm. And it, it was a, it was a reframe moment. I was on a horse in the Rocky mountains. And I, at first I was really excited. And then, uh, my horse, I kept noticing, it seemed like his, his, um, 
feet where your hooves were like slipping on the path in that instant moment of fear was like, I'm going to, we're going to fall and plummet toward death. Cause we were on this like little horseback trail. And I was, I was going into panic mode. I just remember like my heart rate accelerating and, and my hands started shaking and my, I can feel my knees shaking against the sides of the horse. And, and I'm so thankful that the next thing that set in was my sheer laziness because I was like, I'm going to jump off the horse. And then my next logical thought was, no, it's a really far walk back. Um, <laughs> what can we do instead? <laughs> and that was when this thought just popped in. It was like, my fear and excitement are the same. And I just sat there on the back of this and this horse, like the horse had no idea. It's just doing what it's supposed to do. It's following the horse in front of it. Right. And so I just sat there over and over again. I'm like, my fear and excitement are the same. My fear and excitement are the same. My fear and excitement are the same until I started to feel my heart rate decelerate. And, you know, the butterflies in my stomach went away and I stopped shaking and I, I took back control of what was happening in my body. And I always love, you know, saying to people is, you know, the, the physical experience you have of being on a roller coaster is the same as what you have when you are in that moment of abject fear, where you think everything sucks. And so the only difference is the thoughts we're having about it, right. For, Mm -hmm. for people that love thrills and excitement and roller coasters, they're having great thoughts. They're having fun. And when we're in fear, we're thinking that things are, you know, it sucks or, you know, we're in fight, fight, flight, freeze. So you can really reframe that. So that's my favorite quote is, is myself. My mm. fear and excitement are the same. It, it works like it. so good. Works so good. I like it. Um, so from everything I've heard so far, I bet really big things are in store for you and your business partner. So what's next for you guys in your business? Uh, well, yeah. So we're actually, we're working on a three-day business accelerator. Uh, it is for entrepreneurs, particularly if you sell if you have services or digital courses, uh, we show you how you can use speaking to grow your audience and get more clients. So, uh, it's interesting. Selling from stage is the last thing a lot of entrepreneurs consider. And yet it's one of the most effective marketing strategies there are. There's a reason why Tony Robbins does it. And Pete Vargas and Mel Robbins is out there selling books, speaking at events. Right. So, um, and it's called six figure speaking secrets live and it's coming up in early November and it is just so much fun. So it's a implementation of workshop style, you know, business accelerator, where we actually show you how you can build a profitable signature talk that connects with your ideal client and then actually converts them, you know, into paying clients. So we, we work on laying down the foundation of your talk. We, we go into uh, how you can use a, a full business model using speaking to actually accelerate your results and like I said, we have lots of clients that either get to retire from their job or scale into 10 figure months. And so that's what we're working on right now. And then I don't even know, can you believe that this year is almost done? <laughs> I have, I don't even know where it went. <laughs> it's amazing. We're probably, we have some vacation and then, you know, and then we're looking at next year, we'll be doing quarterly planning for the year. So, so that's what we have coming up next. So I'm really excited that. for that because uh, it is always, it is fun and it is the most amazing opportunity to just work on your business and step out of your to-do list and to network and to really learn a, a marketing engine that can accelerate your business exponentially fast. So we've used it to build our business into multi six figures. And I mean, for half a year, we didn't even have a website. That's always people are like, I'm going to build a website. No, no, no. <laughs> your audience first. So, um, it's, and it's also just a ton of fun. Amazing. Amazing. So I have a quick rapid round of questions, uh, three questions. So whatever comes first to your mind, um, what's your favorite book? Oh my gosh. I'm actually, so the book I'm reading, my favorite book is always the one I'm reading, uh, worthy boost your self-worth to grow your net worth. Ooh, who's that one by, uh, Nancy Levin. 
Oh, nice. I'm like digging into money mindsets. Yes. When are you most productive? Uh, between the hours of 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. Mm, I like it. Um, and what is one thing that's happening in your life right now that you are really, really excited about? Uh, well, I already mentioned my accelerator. So the next thing that I am most excited about is that I'm a grandma and mm. my grandson is just so gorgeous. I'm going to get all reclamped. He's just like so awesome. Amazing. <laughs> uh, and being amazing. a grandma is like pretty amazing. And, uh, and I'm a young grandma, so that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Kim, how can people reach you and your business if they want to get a hold of you? Uh, sure. I, they can connect with me on uh, Facebook. So we have our business page, Profitable Impact Academy, or I also have my own page. It's under Kimberly Carson Richards. You can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. If you want to send, send me a message and I will send you back a link for a free uh, mini course. We have 17 ways to get clients. And, uh, I also, I just love to connect with other entrepreneurs. So those would be the best ways to connect. Amazing. Well, Kim, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time and you had so much value. And I know our, our listeners are going to get so much value from what you had to say. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you. I had an absolute blast. I appreciate that you invited me. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of The Real Journey Podcast. Every Wednesday, we upload new episodes for you to listen to of wonderful entrepreneurs that have inspired and empowered us to achieve and do more. So check back next Wednesday for another episode with another amazing entrepreneur. And as always, if you liked what you heard today, please feel free to share on Instagram. Tag me, I am Patricia underscore ABD. And I would love to share and hear your insights on this episode. In addition, don't forget to leave us a review if you truly love what you've heard. Talk to you next week.